It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. He's so sharp. Wasps worry about Lawrence Kudlow stings. Former director of the National Economic Council and host of Kudlow on Fox Business, Larry Kudlow. When she left Arizona, the temperature dropped 20 degrees. Townhall.com editor and Fox News contributor Katie Pavlow. She's like a praying mantis, skinny, bright, and may kill and eat her husband. Fox's contributor, Katzut. And finally, his watch band will make an excellent belt. My massive sidekick and host of Got Set on Fox Nation, Tyrus. Does post-Trump trauma have the media crying for mama? Good rhyme. Yes, the American press is still an embarrassing mess. This week, President Biden, if that's his real name, Katie. Heads to Europe in his first overseas trip as commander-in-chief. I hope they brought plenty of ice cream. (laughs) It's what they pack his body in to keep it fresh. (laughs) So, sorry, Larry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So what's the White House press corps want to know? If Joe will tell American allies to disregard Donald Trump's time in office as just an evil anomaly. Here's the lady from PBS. Can you talk a bit about how President Biden plans to convince, especially our European allies, that President, former President Trump was an anomaly in some ways? All of the things that he did to in some ways traumatize those leaders, calling into question the need for NATO. What's the plan there? And is he concerned that those scars are going to be deeper than, the, than his ability to address them in this one trip? I haven't heard something that loaded since Brett Baer butchered Unchained Melody at karaoke. (laughs) That's for making fun of my Brit human impersonation, Brett. So let's call that what it is, a journalist trying to dictate policy. Heaven forbid we traumatize European leaders by suggesting they defend themselves. They had a great track record on that in the previous century. Later, that sweaty leftover from Playboy followed up. The biggest concern of some of our allies has been over the last four years and even before just the rapid swing back and forth of our foreign policy. Now you can't assure anyone what's going to happen after you leave, but what assurances and what will you tell our allies that despite what we've seen in the past, that we have returned to normal? I think the best way to answer that question Stop right there. I'll answer it for him. The best way to answer that question is no, idiot. We won't do that because that would be effing stupid. I censored that for the children. So they're literally asking Biden, a man who copies the past, to predict the future. The media has more drama queens than a high school production of Rent. And speaking of things that make no sense, New York Times editorial board member Mara Gay has huge news. Now even the American flag is problematic. I was on Long Island this weekend uh, visiting a really dear friend, and I was really disturbed. I saw, you know, dozens and dozens of pickup trucks with uh, you know, uh, explicatives against Joe Biden uh, on the back of them, yep. uh, Trump yep. flags, and in some cases just dozens of American flags, which, you know, uh, is also just disturbing because essentially the message was clear. It was, this is my country. This is not your yep. country. 
I own this. If we don't take the threat seriously, then I think we're all in really bad shape. Totally agree. Totally agree, says the weirdo. Yes, the threat of the red, white, and blue. Uh, Somebody better tell her about 4th of July. It's coming up. (laughs) I'm sure there won't be any flags there, Mara. Find a bunker. All right. Oh, geez. Katie. Vomitous Katie. Katie. Oh, so Mara and her kind of editorial people are the same people who have the hate has no home here sign yes. in their front yard. Oh, I love that sign. Which makes me want to get a sign that says actually, comma, hate does live here. <laughs> Just so everybody is aware of who the, the neighborhood bigot is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the European thing. Like, are we supposed to coddle these European leaders who are supposed to be standing up to Russia? Yeah. I mean, this idea that we're supposed to take care of them more than we already do. I mean, the reason why we don't have a month-long vacation in Italy is because we're paying for all of their defense. And so we're working while the Europeans are vacationing, and yet we're not supposed to be mean to the Europeans. And now, now we have a Treasury Secretary named Yellen who's gone over there to negotiate higher taxes on yes. America. Yeah. Crazy. A very to brilliant pay for idea. Vacation. With the G7 and the G20 and the IMF and the World Bank and the United Nations, everybody gets to vote on American taxes except American taxpayers right. and American businesses. And Donald Trump, who is alive and well, is Europe's worst nightmare. Yes, exactly. Because Trump is the guy who brought American flags back to Europe, Mm -hmm. all right? And they're going to stay there. And uh, Joe Biden, you know, usually you say it's good to go and talk to Putin or other leaders. The trouble is Biden can't talk. So the whole thing's a charade. (laughs) But they don't have a backup. (laughs) They don't have a backup. Well, the backup hasn't got to Europe yet. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's checking flights on uh, Trivago. Remember Travago? Remember that guy, Tyrus? The no, tra- no, Travago I don't. guy? No, it doesn't, it doesn't, Never no. shaved? No. 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 Sorry. So, you know, think about this. Did they expect Biden to apologize for Trump's foreign policy when some of his accomplishments include, like, ratcheting down North Korea, the Abraham uh, peace accords, and the new trade deals? What is it? He's done so much. I, I don't know, Greg. You're talking crazy right now. Listen. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know... Whenever I see overt mm-hmm. racism, yes. it's usually in a 1950s movie, but when I'm out and there's guys in pickup trucks with flags and expletives on their mm-hmm. trucks and sometimes they have things I don't understand and I can look at it and say, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. And the story stops there. Yeah. Not, and then the trucks formed in a row and as they ran me down and threw lynch mobs epitaphs at me. Mm-hmm. No, that happened. Some guys were out driving a truck with their flags on and you didn't like it. Because guess what? It's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't buy a pickup truck with them. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than you. What you do on, their we- on your weekend, like if I'm barbecuing so- and I'm making beef ribs and, and steaks and hot dogs and the vegetarian two blocks down, it's like, I am so upset. It's not about you. <laughs> my truck. It's my truck. If I want the F word on my truck, I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, we, oh. It's so Cat. Oh. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> one more. Oh. <laughs> But I didn't understand the Washington Post ladies. Seriously. Yeah, New, York, yeah. New York Times. Oh, it was the New York yeah. Times ladies. They're all the same. They're interchangeable. Right? They're interchangeable. Yeah. 
because the business about American flags and it's your country, you know, let's go back to the fabulous speech that Senator Tim Scott made mm -hmm. a few weeks ago. That there is a role model. Mm -hmm. And he said, basically, no to critical race theory, no to cancel culture, no to wokeism. He said yes to working real hard to get where you are, no matter what the color of your skin is. And if you ask me, everyone in the country, but certainly everybody on the right side, conservatives, Republicans, should stand up behind what Tim Scott said. Make him a standard bearer because he has the right ideas and the right stuff. And all this constant racism meant nothing to him. He just stood up there and said, no, this is not a racist country. No to that New York Times lady or Washington Post lady or whoever she is. No to the EU, no to the G7, no to Davos, no to all that stuff, man. Well, Larry, I've noticed that you have a flag on, so... I do. Tyra should feel very worried. Cat? Yeah. No to the flag or yes to the flag? You have 10 seconds. Uh, yes to the flag? <laughs> I, like, what, what do you think I'm going to say? No to the flag? <laughs> I, I, I don't... I, yeah, I've never seen a, a truck that's disturbed me at all, although when I'm out, I'm usually on my phone the entire time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's good. You know, I'm trying to think of truck... Ice cream trucks disturb me. Yeah. Oh, because you can't reach to get your ice cream. You're like jumping up and the guy's like, I hear something, but I don't. Oh, is that a child? Is that a child? Unnecessary. Unnecessary. It's, yeah, it's just people agree with that and it's garbage. That's what, that's what the press is. So the press is saying, really, it's supposed to be a check on the government, free speech and the press. And they're saying, listen to Biden. You know, Biden is, is he's so he's so nice. And he's so much better than the other guy. Is he going to be up to the task of proving how much better he is the other guy? Because the other guy was so bad. That's not a question. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. He's got a knack for bringing bars and restaurants back. But with COVID restrictions waived, can bars and restaurants be saved? Double rhyme. For the past year and a half, the U.S. bar and restaurant industry has been hit with one of the most challenging economies ever. The National Restaurant Association reports that 110,000 restaurants closed temporarily or forever in 2020. So what's it all going to look like post-pandemic? Joining me to discuss host of The Great Show, Bar Rescue, which airs its 200th episode this Sunday. I've seen all of them on the Paramount Network. The legendary John Taffer. John, I'm not lying. I was, Tyrus, Tyrus and I were both talking about, like, we binge watch your show, usually on Sundays with a hangover. He'll be cradling me in his arms, and uh, I'll be eating. Anyway, but I have a question for you. Between those moments when you're yelling at someone, do you ever feel compelled to, like, wink at them so they don't break down in tears? You know, I probably have done that once or twice, Greg, I must say, or a little pat in the back as I walk by or something. <laughs> but that wink can sort of bring them back from the cliff, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who I really hated, and I still remember the guy, is the dude that wanted to open a comedy club in Arizona. Do you remember him? Yes, and he was the one who said that comedy doesn't need to be funny. Yes! <laughs> and I proved him right. No, yes. but uh, yeah, The he name was of that episode, by the way, was The Meat Sauna. Yes. Because you know, when you walked into his comedy club, it smelled like charred meat. Yes. Yeah, that, would, that, that was a, a challenging episode, to say the least. Yeah, he took his parents' money because he couldn't, he couldn't do stand-up, and he bought a comedy club so he could own the club and hang out there and pretend he was a comedian. It's one of my favorite episodes. But I digress. How do you see the coming year for bars and restaurants? Are you positive, upbeat? Boom. Boomtown. 
Yeah. You know, we take a look at even New York, Greg, L.A., I'm here in Vegas. I mean, Vegas was sold out last weekend. Yeah. So we're really coming back. When you speak to every restaurant owner, the people are coming back. But we have two problems, mm-hmm. both government caused. Yes. You know, the enhanced unemployment benefits. Think about this. Right. If it's a two and Larry knows this well, if it's a two household, uh, a two person household and they're making eight hundred dollars each in unemployment benefits, that's about $83,000 a year. Median household income is only 67,000 a year. Wow. So you can stay home and exceed median income. Good right numbers. now, the government is preventing yeah. us from getting our employees back, Greg. Restaurants are open two days rather than seven days. It's killing us. The other thing that's killing us, and this goes back to government too, I'll tell you how in a minute. You know those little ketchup packets that we have? Yes. Those used to cost seven cents. They went up to 11 cents, then 17 cents, then 30 cents. Now it's 40 cents for a ketchup packet. Now, I blame that on the government, too. You know why? Why? Ketchup. John <laughs> Kerry. He's got to have something to do with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, 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 he's dumping all of it off his yacht to keep the prices up. By the way, a fun little trick. If you don't like somebody, you put the ketchup packets in their, on their, under their windshield wiper. Anyway, this is it under the toilet paper, uh, the toilet bowl seat worked out pretty well. What do you um, so uh, I my, one of my favorite bars in, in San Francisco, I, I'm a tiki bar freak. My favorite bar is the Tonga Room. It's out in San Francisco. It's still not open. How many places just aren't going to open? Yeah, there's a whole bunch, Greg. And, and the fact is, you know, I was making fun with the ketchup packet, but, you know, meat is twice the price. Right. You know, seafood's three times the price. Restaurants can't raise their prices to adjust to that. Mm-hmm. So they're losing money on every item that they're selling us now. We're going to lose about 25% of the restaurants and bars by the time we're done, Greg, permanently. Mm-hmm. That's so a big thing. How can the uh, public, public help in this situation? Obviously, my solution is always to drink there heavily. And over tip and then be thrown out. Should everybody be. Pardon me? You're the perfect customer. Yes. Yes. So, you know, Greg. We have to now be conscious of our communities, and it isn't just bars and and, and restaurants. It's salons and other businesses as well. We have to keep our money local. If we don't keep our money local, these local businesses are going to disappear. And they're the flavor, the character of our communities. So, you know, my my advice is keep it local and be prepared. Prices are going to increase. And it isn't the restaurant's choice for doing it, but they're going to go up big time. And I blame it on John Kerry. I do, too. John, congratulations on your show. Everybody watch. It's on Paramount. He's got a 200 episode. It's a fantastic show. Once you start watching, it's like potato chips. Thanks, John. Thanks to the great Larry Kudlow, the great Katie Pavlik, Tyrus, John Taffer, our studio audience. I'm Greg Gutfeld, and I love you, America. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.